What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Joey Morales Show. I am your host, Joey Morales, solo dolo today. Uh, you can always find some more of my work at hiddenlayerbetting.com. There I produce, uh, I think it's four articles a week. I do a Thursday night football spread, pick them, DraftKings picks, props kind of article. Uh, each Sunday, I produce a spreads and totals article where I give my technical handicap uh, for each game, as well as uh, some thoughts kind of on any um, uh, handmade adjustments I will be personally making and any thoughts on any standout games. I also do an article for DraftKings picks um, that is for Sunday as well. And then the last article I do is for Monday Night Football. Again, DraftKings picks, spreads, totals, props, you name it. So that's how you can find me. I'm also trying to get the newsletter up and going. Uh, this will be launching this week for the first time. I uh, just kind of had an unfortunate event happen that kind of made me have to start all over with the newsletter, but should be able to roll it back out again this weekend for the first time this season. So let's get into it. Today, we're going to kind of go back and forth, me talking football, me talking random things I want to uh vent on. Uh, but first, we'll go ahead and start with some football. So some stock moving up. The Ravens are three and one. Uh, they have beat some pretty good teams after their overtime loss to the Raiders. They beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Lions game was kind of a letdown. I know they won at like a 66 yard field goal, but it's kind of to be expected after beating the Chiefs. That was kind of their Super Bowl at home. And then they went in Denver and beat a undefeated Broncos team pretty bad. I think it was like 27 to seven. And the Broncos are a pretty good team. So that, those are uh, some good wins that they've got on their belt now. Uh, Baltimore is fifth in yards per pass attempt. So it looks like Lamar's finally got a decent deep ball, if he, as long as Hollywood Brown can catch it. Uh, I kind of like them, actually, as a sleeper team, maybe for the AFC championship. Uh, everyone's kind of really focused on the Bills, on the Chiefs, on the Chargers now. Maybe the Ravens and maybe even the Chargers are still some dark horse teams that could find their way uh, to winning the AFC championship if some things break their way. Another team that is playing quite well is the Arizona Cardinals. They got the good win on the road versus the Rams. I was pretty much about to fade them because their first three wins were against teams that were kind of inferior. They had the Titans. They just lost to the Jets. They're two and two. The Vikings are one and three. They kind of had a weird situation, though. Late fumble against the Bengals week one. They should have won that game. Easy chip shot field goal week two versus the Cardinals. They should have won that game. They win their third game, but then they lose. Only put up, I believe, seven points against the Browns at home uh, week four. So they are now one and four. And then their other, the Cardinals' other win was the Jags, who obviously are 0-4 and, and pretty horrible. But I think they proved they can hang with the rest of this loaded division. They still have some tougher matchups coming up. They have a home game versus the 49ers. They have an away game versus the Browns. But I will say the Cardinals look like they should be at least be able to hang, get a wild card spot. I'm very excited for the playoffs to see uh, this entire division kind of square up against each other. I think it's going to be loaded uh, with NFC West teams. So that is exciting. Now, Let's kind of talk a little bit less football. I feel like I feel like I always want to do this podcast after I travel. And I think it's just because travel is 
a nuisance. It's annoying. There's so much shit you got to put up with. And every single time I travel, I just get triggered after triggered after triggered. And by the time I get to wherever I'm going, I just need to like lay down, have a drink or something, relax. I can't even do anything because just have to dealt with so much. Um, one specific thing that happened to me this past weekend was right as um, we got there, I don't know, I'd say like an hour before we were about to board. And this lady, her flight had gotten canceled. And she was in front of the attendant, you know, that's just working the monitors, kind of asking her what she can do. And the lady had to pretty much flat out tell her, well, all the flights are booked. Uh, her flight was just to Dallas. She said, I would frankly just try to rent a car and drive up there right now. And so this lady just would not just accept that as an answer. She was kind of crying. She was sitting there. She wouldn't, you know, she was literally, I think, took like 25 minutes. And the worst part about it was that, you know, she was dressed, she was a service member. She had her fatigues on. And so I, I felt like bad for her. I felt like I couldn't even really say anything. But, you know, I was kind of like, have you ever flown before? You got to know at this point that those people that are sitting behind the counters, they're not repairing the plane. They're not in charge of the weather. They're not. All they are there to do is basically just rebook people or like upgrade your seat or something like they are. um, So that was kind of annoying. I was trying to upgrade my seat or like, you know, try to get Danny's uh, seat upgraded. And literally had to wait there for like 25 minutes while she was this, this poor lady was just crying her eyes out in front of this attendant. I don't know. That was a little triggering. I, I was, I wanted to just kind of upgrade my seat, get a beer, enjoy my flight. Instead, I just kind of stood uh, behind her for a solid 25 minutes. Um, flights in general these days are just horrible. Uh, Southwest is really milking the pandemic. They're not letting anybody get drink service. It's, it's a rough scene out there. Anyways, let's, uh, let's go ahead and switch back to football. Uh, what do we got next on deck? Let's see. Stock moving down. Okay. So we got three teams here. The dolphins. I mentioned this in my preseason pod and my preseason articles. This team had like an 11 game win total. And for reasons that I don't understand, they have had a rough start to the season, to say the least. They are dead last in yards per play. Now, Will Fuller is on IR after playing, I believe it's two games. Uh, He missed week one. He missed week two. He played week three, played week four. So he's played two games and he's already on IR. I don't really think much of Tua. I think they're likely going to get killed by the Bucks, but and maybe you'll get a nice buy low opportunity against the Falcons, depending on how the Falcons look this week in London versus the Jets. But I gotta say, I mean, this was like probably the easiest under I think I saw all season. Eleven wins for a Dolphins team, absolutely not. So that was a good under. Uh, good price tag. I thought just so many wins came from Ryan Fitzpatrick last year that. We were, when we really did see Tua, he would be such a step down in terms of uh, ceiling talent that they just would not be able to compete in some games that are you know more high scoring, require more talent. Uh, 
Uh, moving on to the next one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are one and three. I don't really understand how this team went into Buffalo and beat the Bills, but it really is pretty clear now that that was a fluke. They're 26th in success rate, 30th in yards per pass attempt. Uh, it's pretty obvious that ben, Big Ben is done. Uh, I think this could really actually get pretty ugly for them because you're obviously – it's going to be pretty hard for them to bench Big Ben. I mean, this guy won them uh, at least one or two Super Bowls, right? And they don't really have anybody waiting in the wings. So I think it's like they still got Dobbs as their backup. Their O-line is a mess. Chase Claypool's out and hurt. I believe Juju's still out. Deontay Johnson came back, but this could really get ugly for the Steelers. I could see them, you know, really starting to tumble down here as the season wanes on with Big Ben continuing to play bad. Uh, so kind of look out for the Steelers. I, I mean, for some reason, they're favored by one against the Broncos this week. I personally like the Broncos on that side. I think that's a good bet. I think Vic Fangio will be able to basically just slaughter this Steelers offensive line with some good blitz schemes. So that is one of my bets that I've already made for this week. I hope everyone understands that. Maybe they can get in at plus one as well. Another team, this one's kind of a layup, uh, the the Jaguars. They're on four. This team had just one win last year. And then they had a win total of six and a half for this year with just a new coach and a new quarterback. And I get the hype. I get the Urban Meyer. I get the, you know, Trevor Lawrence hype. But six and a half win total, having just won one game is absolutely absurd. I like thought that one was another easy under, and it's looking like that's a good call so far. Then, you know, they look horrible against the and, – and that's the other part of it. I mean, think about the teams that they've lost to. They lost to the Texans. They were really only close against the Cardinals because of a kick six. And they've now lost to the Bengals. Now, Urban Meyer, you think maybe would spend the long week that he got preparing for this upcoming week against, I believe it's the Titans. But instead, he's out at Ohio State grinding on chicks I'm sure most people have seen the video. It's probably not that big of a deal, but it's still a bad look, man. Like you're 0-4. Everyone was already had massive concerns about his commitment to NFL. If he was going to go take the USC job, I guess those concerns are still there. So I don't really get why he thought that that was a good idea, why he wasn't maybe just putting in some more work to study, uh, to get ready for this upcoming game. Uh, But certainly a bad look. All these reports are starting to come out already that the team that he's lost the team, that they don't trust him, that they don't want him, they don't like him. I think that maybe it's probably gone a little too far. So there actually is probably some value in betting the Jags uh, spread this week, especially with the Titans injury concerns. And the Titans don't look great themselves either. And looks like Trevor Lawrence is running the ball more and he looks pretty, pretty dang talented still. Uh, but if they get down two scores and they let's say they even lose this game again, which they might, like this is another team. It could really implode pretty quickly for them. My whole thing with Urban Meyer and his commitment to everything is he was so used, I think, to playing, you know, had, having Ohio State, 
having Florida, having these teams that were going to win a lot of games each season, maybe only lose one or two times. And so I don't think he's used to facing grown men who are, who the, who, who's literally their financial lives are on the line uh, every season and basically having to tell them, having to convince them that staying there is a good idea, that he is trying to get better. I don't really know if he has that in him yet. The videos of him partying kind of reinforce that, but we shall see. Again, I kind of think there's a little bit of value in the Jags. I think it's maybe gone too far, but certainly some concerns there. I'll be watching that game uh, with full intent. I want to see how they start, how they look, and more importantly, how they adjust. I mean, Jesus, I don't think they put up a single point against the Bengals in the second half of that game on Thursday night. Uh, that it, it's cut. I mean, it really is getting pretty clear to me that they're getting out coached in a lot of situations. Moving on to some non-football topics, going to kind of just weave in and out here. I don't really know why bathrooms at some places have like some of those attendants that kind of like spray the soap or the paper towels or, or like hand you paper towels or like they turn on the water for you. But I really think it's unnecessary and it's just kind of awkward. Like, you know, there are some things that you need help with, but that is certainly not one of them. I feel like I'm, I don't know, just like taking advantage of them. And then the whole awkward part is like, there's like this tip jar just sitting there. It's like, well, how much do you really tip that guy for turning on the water for, you know, pumping a thing of soap in your hands for giving you a paper towel, a dollar, $2. I mean, and the other point part is like, it's kind of rude to just be like, no, I got it, bud. Cause that's like their job. So I, I don't know. I don't really get why why that exists. I don't really know why that's a role. I feel like it just kind of makes me look like a douche or makes me look like awkward if I just kind of just decide to just do it all myself so that way I don't have to give him money. But then also it's like it's $1, $2. It's not that big of a deal to me, but it obviously matters to them. So in some sense, I'm like, yeah, just, you know, that's fine. I'll give you a buck or two. But in another sense, like if I don't have cash or something, I would feel bad. I, I don't know. Kind of a weird situation. I don't really get why they're there. Um, but moving on to our value and overvalued teams. The Los Angeles Chargers are 3-1. and one. I think even though this team is sitting atop its division, I really still think that there's still some value there. They should have beat the Cowboys. That was some horrible officiating and just unfortunate uh, series of events against that team in that game. Then they went in the next week in Arrowhead, beat the uh, Chiefs. Then this uh, Monday night, they beat the Raiders by two scores to take the division lead. Justin Herbert looks really good. Coach Staley looks pretty good. They really have like pieces everywhere to make a deep run. I mean, they're good at wide receiver. They're good at running back. They're good at tight end. Offensive line looks solid. They have, you know, the Bosa, like good edge rushing. I don't know. I, I really think the Chargers might be able to make a deep run here and they finally have a capable coach. Maybe they won't be missing any late game field goals anymore. Certainly, I would look start looking at Los Angeles uh, Chargers, you know, Super Bowl futures. Um, AFC futures, certainly AFC West futures, because just because the Chiefs are in that division, it kind of just 
gives everyone else a little bit of extra value. Um, some overvalued teams. So that was up my undervalued team. Some o- overvalued teams. Uh, first off, the Bengals. They are three and one. The three three wins they have. They have a combined uh, plus or minus of just seventeen. Uh, they've beaten the Jags, the Bears, and the Vikings. The between the three teams, those three teams, they've won just four games. Uh, I think it's really time to fade the Bengals. They get a home team versus a home game versus the Packers who have really been playing much better since their week one flop. Um, Joe Mixon is out. So I kind of like the Bengals here at only minus two and a half. I believe it is minus three. Now it seems a little square. I feel like a lot of the public is just going to be hammering that because that's basically, you know, almost at minus three, I mean, most people would just take the points there with, or you know, just say, "All right, Rogers minus three, that's easy." So it is a little square, but I will say, just from a Cincinnati standpoint, I think it's time to sell them. I think it's time to fade them because they're sitting atop their division, and they've really beat nobody of note. And I mean, they are first in front of the Ravens, first in front of the Browns. They're probably hearing it in Cincinnati talk radio that they're, you know, currently winning the division. Uh, but I think it's time to short them. So that's one overvalued team for the week. The other one I got, same division, Cleveland Browns. They have wins against the Texans, the Bears, and the Vikings. Same situation. Those teams just have four wins between the three of them. And they really haven't even been that impressive. They got they played a team against uh, they played the Texans with Tyrod Taylor. I believe he left in that game. They played Justin Fields, who had his first career start there. So that was an easy game. Then they get Kirk Cousins, who you know is as hit or miss as they come. Now, this week, they get a Chargers team that has slowed the offenses down of the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Raiders, who John Gruden has always had a great game plan, a great offense. This is a great time to fade the Browns, take up the undervalued team in the Chargers who really just are not getting enough respect, in my opinion. Only three-point favorites against the Raiders at home. Only, and, and I mean, and even that game, that game was a, basically an away game. There was way more Raiders fans there. So that's one of my better bets of the week. I think the Chargers minus, I believe it's one and a half, kind of like that against the Browns. I think the Browns are just going to, I mean, and Baker looked horrible last week in that win. I mean, and that's the other part of it, right? Is their main offense is to run the ball. And that's what the chargers want you to do. It's not like the chart, the Browns are able to pass the ball that well. And so now they're going against a chargers team that wants you to run the ball. That is happy to give you those four or five yards it seems like a great time to buy the Chargers here. And it is a home game. It's a home I mean, basically, this thing is either telling you that there's no home field advantage and on a neutral, you know, the Browns might be favored. That It just doesn't make sense to me. I like the Chargers here. I like the Chargers minus one and a half. That is one of my better bets. In fact, I had a best bet down here. Uh, I actually have Denver plus one. I think that loss got them refocused. Uh, so I expect them again, Vic Fangio will 
tear apart the Steelers offensive line. He's going to, they're probably going to have at least one pick or two picks in this game, maybe even a pick six. Love the Broncos plus one here. Love the Chargers minus one and a half. Those are my two best bets. I mean, I don't really care which one you want to say is my best bet, quote unquote, but those are two, some two early leans that I have on a Wednesday to start the week. Then let's go ahead and get into my last uh, topic for the day, the Bills at the Chiefs. This game, Sunday Night Football is really just running hot. I mean, they have the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick Bowl last week. Now they get basically the best game of the season thus far. I mean, maybe the Ravens-Chiefs one was better. But I think this Bills-Chiefs one is is probably going to be a divisional matchup or the AFC Championship matchup once again. You know, the Bills almost won that game last year. I think a win here would put them firmly ahead for the bye week. It's really put the Chiefs at a disadvantage for uh, the AFC West division. The Steelers have played the, – the, the problem is is that the Bills have played the Steelers, Dolphins, and Texans thus far this season. And the, the Washington football team. I mean, none of those teams are impressive. And obviously they lost against the Steelers, but – I mean, the Dolphins, eh, I already said I don't like them. The, the The Texans are horrible. Washington was playing with the backup quarterback, and that game was at home. The Steelers look horrible. So every single win they have and every single team they played this week is so much far worse than the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be a massive step up in class for the Bills. So that's like the one part that worries me. On offense, I think they'll pretty much be able to – and I'm mostly concerned – sorry. I'm mostly concerned about it for the defensive side for the Bills. And we'll get to there in a second. But on offense, I really think the Bills are just going to light it up. I love their team total over. I think this is probably a 30-point day for Josh Allen. The Chiefs have the worst yards per or opponent yards per play allowed. The Bills' defense – so I, I really think Josh Allen should be able to put up a ton of points here. The, uh, but on the defensive side, even against you know inferior teams, still they're number one in opponent yards per play. So you have a Chiefs defense that is dead last in opponent yards per play, and you have a Bills defense that is number one. Yeah, quite a bit, a big bit of disparity there. I think Mahomes will still probably be able to put up some numbers. Like I said, this is a big step up in class for the Bills' defense. They're number one in opponent yards per pass attempt. I think that's going to get challenged here. The X factor in this game is who the hell the Chiefs are going to run out at wide receiver two and three. I mean, Michael Hardman's kind of been somewhat successful. Maybe, maybe not. Demarcus Robinson, eh. Byron Pringle, eh. Now they signed Josh Gordon. Who knows what he looks like in his first game back. But... I would say that's probably the X factor of this game because the Bills are also fourth in opponent yards per rush attempt. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I mean, he doesn't really seem overly great. So I can't imagine he's going to have that much success there. So I really think this is going to come down to can the Chiefs either exploit 
uh, one of the matchups for Tyree Kill or Kelsey? Or can they move the ball through their uh, second and tertiary receivers? That I am very much skeptical on. This really could just come down to Mahomes and Kelsey, Mahomes and Hill, and that's it. And maybe they win that way. But it certainly seems to me that there's a lot of unknown on both sides of the ball or both sides of this matchup, the Bills defense, the Chiefs offense. Are the Chiefs, the Bills defense looks incredibly good, looks incredibly improved, but it's been against inferior opponents. Can the Chiefs, do the Chiefs exploit that? Do the Chiefs look really good? Do they move the ball at will? Or does the Bills act, do the Bills actually get pressure without having to blitz? Patrick Mahomes is notoriously good against the blitz. So can the Bills rush past defense get there without having to blitz? It's really the question. If they can, they're probably going to win this game because I think Allen's going to put up 30. If they can't, then it may come down to who has the ball last. In those situations, it's not the worst idea to have the you know some extra points in your back pocket. Bills plus two and a half. So I would tread lightly. Tread lightly on the spread. Tread lightly on the total. Again, if if the pass rush gets there, the total, the, I could see the under hitting. But on the other hand, I mean, the Bills don't even really run the ball that much. So even if they do get up, they may just keep the foot on the pedal and keep passing. I w- That's what I would do if I was playing the Chiefs. I think mostly I just like the Bills team total in this game. My lean is that the Chiefs are still number two in points per game. They should still be able to pretty much score at any time. Like even if the Bills defense plays at, let's say, a plus level, you know, not number one, but like, you know, top 10 level on Sunday, they could probably limit the Chiefs down to down efficiency. There might be second and longs, third and longs, second and medium, third and medium. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs should still be able to convert a lot of those, still should be able to put up a good amount of points. So even if the Bills defense does show up here, I don't know how much they can realistically do against this offense. I really think that it's going to come down to who has the ball last and maybe who has the better kicker. Truly. I mean, because... These the Chiefs have just looked so bad on defense. I don't see how Brian Dayball just doesn't doesn't put up a forty burger here. Quite frankly, maybe maybe like a 35, 35. The, the the Chiefs the Chiefs defense looks horrible. And if I was holding a future for that for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, I'd be scared. Luckily, I'm not though. In fact, I'm holding a Bills future for the Super Bowl. So yeah, that is the rest of my takes. I did have one little bit here about talking about uh, taking Cholua for yourself. So we were at like this breakfast thing for our hotel and we got some eggs and we were like, okay, we want some like hot sauce. Well, the only options that they had, and we had been the day before and they had Cholua. We were like, all right, great, Cholula. But when we went this time, all they had was like Frank's red hot sauce. Like I'm not, I'm not putting that on my eggs. And we thought that was very bizarre because the day before they had like four bottles. So we get our food and we sit down and I look to my right and there was not one, not two, but three different couples that all had taken a bottle of Cholua specifically for themselves and like brought it back with them. And I just thought that was so absurdly like rude. I know it's a small thing, but it's like, it's hot sauce. How much do you really possibly need? You literally just open the cap, 
put it on your eggs, put it back. And maybe that's like a pandemic thing, I guess. Now you don't want to keep, but like there was, we were touching all sorts of stuff that everybody else was touching ladles, handles, everything. I don't know. I guess I just thought that was so, and and I, I felt like an idiot too, because I'm like, okay, well I do, do I go say something? Do I go up to them and be like, Hey ma'am, can I have that bottle of Chalua? Are you done like pouring it on your eggs? I don't really know. I don't really know what the, maybe I should have got my bitch on as they say. I don't know. Just a random topic. I thought, I think that's going to wrap it up here. Just what we got 28 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, let me know if you like the podcast. Uh, I'm always looking to try to get, uh, I don't know, fun topics in here. I like talking about sports. I like talking about just other random topics just as much, if not more, if you're interested, leave a review, leave a comment, subscribe, whatever you want to do. Text me if you have my number. Maybe we'll get you on the pod if you have some good stuff to talk about. But until then, I'm your host, Joey Morales. We'll see you next week, hopefully with uh, some more topics to talk about. Send them in if you have them. Have a good day, folks. Bye-bye.